Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to One Up Delivered Through the Air podcast channel. I am your host, as usual, Guy Drinkle. And joining me is Carl, as usual. How you doing, Carl? Not too bad, Guy. How about yourself? I'm alright. Football's back tomorrow. Um, after a long break of about a week. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that'll keep me busy. But uh, gaming, it's been... I mean, we've been away. I don't know how. I don't know what time it is anymore, but it must be... Three weeks a month since we last done one of these. Yeah, I'd say say some three four weeks before we've we've last recorded one. And in that time, everything's happened. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> uh, so I mean, we've we've got loads of. It's going to be an Xbox heavy episode, um, and then we're going to go through the uh, Ubisoft event. Is a very strong word, but I'll call it an event <laughs> um, from last night. But um, First, what's the first news story? Yeah, so first news story today, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate will include EA Play from this holiday, and the story comes from Joe Scrabbles over at IGN, so I'd urge you to read the full story over there if you haven't already. Xbox has announced that Xbox Game Pass Ultimate will also include EA Play, the EA subscription service for no additional costs starting this holiday season. The announcement on the Xbox Wire website explains that Xbox Game Pass Ultimate and PC members will get EA Play at no additional cost starting from this holiday. Game Pass Ultimate users will be able to access EA Play games on all Xbox consoles plus Windows 10 PCs, while Game Pass PC members naturally just get access to the PC version. Xbox also notes that some EA Play games will also be available for Game Pass Ultimate users to play on Android devices through xCloud. EA games supported by the streaming service have not yet been announced. And as I said, you can read the full story over on IGN. So, Game Pass, the great value that it is, now even better value. I mean, what's your thoughts on this guy as a a loyal Game Pass subscriber? Well, it's really good news because it saves me 
changing my pay details to get EA, well, it was access, EA Play now, so it saves me a job. <laughs> That's the most important thing there, um, because I was meaning to do that, and I kept forgetting. Um, but no, it's, re it's really good. It, it's, it's a really good deal. I mean, EA Access, I'm going to call it EA Access, because EA Play, it's, it's not the same. Um, EA Access was was uh, 20 quid a year, which <clears throat> it's not it's not loads, but for no additional price and saving 20 quid a year, um, I can't remember how much Ultimate is. I will Google that. Um, whatever Ultimate is, I'm thinking it's like 12 to 15, whatever it is. It, it, it's still such a great deal. And to add EA, which it's not got the most expansive library, but at the same time, there's games that EA are bringing out that I'll probably eventually want to have a bash on. Um, that'll eventually come to, to EA Access and squadrons just can't, I think it's coming out in about a month or so that screams of EA play game eventually and maybe that's when they announce it maybe squadrons will go straight into game pass which is a good way of going about it I suppose but even stuff like um, UFC 4 which we talked about during EA's last event I think we did um, <clears throat> it, it's it, just getting the probably one decent game a year plus the little um Discounts you get on stuff like when you buy FIFA and you get ultimate team uh, points, uh, coins I should say, Christ. Um, just little little uh, discounts you get on stuff like that. I think it's just really good value. It, it just really is good value. I mean, <clears throat> the, the debate is whether it's good for the business long term, but in terms of business for Xbox, we say it every time we bring up Xbox, Game Passes. Game Pass is Xbox's model. It's obviously with Xbox is trying to work on exclusives and stuff like that. But this this launch period for the uh, S and X, um, it it's going to be very Game Pass heavy, unless there is a a uh, a surprise coming. I, don't know, I think there's an event in the co next couple of weeks. I think so, unless there's a surprise at that, a Game Pass is going to be pushed proper hard. I imagine, but yeah, it's just, it's just absolutely great value. Yeah, I'd, I'd certainly agree with that. I mean, I, I don't think EA Play is the the most, you know, it's, it, I don't think it, it's comparable to Game Pass itself in, mm. in terms of the value because it just doesn't have the, the library of that. But you do get a decent selection of EA games and you also get access to kind of early access kind of yeah, trials of, yeah, of yeah. newer games, which is, is, is pretty handy. I mean, obviously with your sports titles, you're, you're likely to buy them anyway, but you know, there's other EA games that you, you might want to try before you buy. And, and this gives you the, the chance to, to do that. And as you kind of touched on there, there is the chance that this could lead to kind of other agreements between the two parties, you know, but perhaps some of the newer EA titles as, as you mooted, um, squadrons for could be could be an example could come to game pass you know as, as part of the like the standard game pass so i mean it it definitely fuels the speculation on that kind of thing um and at the end of the day there's it's not like it's for an extra euro or an extra two euro or, or pound you know it's the exact same cost so that this can only be seen as a good thing and, and game pass ultimate which already rolled in you know xbox game pass game pass pc xbox live gold and xcloud is now going to include a fifth service which 
you know it's it's crazy like that that's something that was already such great value is is even better value and I, I think for a while there's been a lot of talk about what could sony do you know to compete with this you know will they will they kind of roll in ps plus and um uh, playstation now into kind of a package deal and what else could they tie in and that kind of thing and i think really in my opinion, I, I think a lot of people think, well, why would Sony do that kind of thing? They're winning without kind of offering these kind of value packages. But I think Xbox have done so much at this point. Sony have to do something to answer that value. Maybe not quite match it, but at least make an, an attempt. Um, because otherwise, you know, regardless of, you know, Sony's in the last generation having the, the clearly superior exclusive titles, that only goes so far when so many gamers are, are really there for the, you know, they're there for their FIFAs, they're there for their Call of Duties, they're there, you know, why wouldn't they look at an Xbox and be like, well, I'll get all, I can mm. get all these extra games for only £12 a month or, or whatever the cost may be. Imagine a, FIFA, imagine a FIFA option at Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I, it, that's it one I get difficult yeah. to see, but if it did, like, like it's just i i can't see why people wouldn't you know people who aren't interested in your your god of wars and uncharted and that why they wouldn't be looking at an xbox with this Mm. value because it's it's a no-brainer so um i do think sony need to to do something to answer what is just incredible value from from xbox at the moment Mm. and speaking of value it leads us on to the next new story but also um Game Pass is cheaper than a fort, which is weird seeing as I'm paying for the damn thing. It's only £11 a month, so yeah, that's that's all right. Um, or the first month is £1. Thank you, Microsoft, for the check. It is hopefully in the mail. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's not, because I'd be making bank. Um, but no, I mean, speaking of value, I mean, <clears throat> probably the biggest news story, I mean, it's the worst-kept secret in gaming about the Xbox Series S, seeing as it's leaked in, like, little staggered sections of news from the controller box <laughs> to, to pretty much it just being released, and then tweeted out at, uh, like, what was it? It was, like, 3 a.m. in, in uh, American time, or one of the American times. Um, so, yeah, I mean, speaking of value, I mean, the Xbox Series S. Yeah, so Xbox Series S confirmed by Microsoft coming November 10th. Story comes from Nicole Carpenter over at Polygon. Be sure to read her full story if you haven't already. And Nicole writes, Microsoft has confirmed the existence and price and release date of the Xbox Series S, a smaller, cheaper version of the next generation Xbox Series X. The console will launch November 10th for $299. Microsoft confirmed the leaked Xbox Series S technical specifications in the reveal trailer, saying that the console is designed to play games in 1440p resolution at up to 120 frames per second. The Xbox Series S is an, quote, all-digital, end quote, console. It contains only a 512-gigabyte solid-state drive, no optical drive, and will support next-gen technology such as direct X-ray tracing, variable rate shading, and variable refresh rate video output. It will offer 4K playback for streaming services like the existing Xbox One S does, and will also upscale games to 4K 
at, quote, nearly 60% smaller than Series X, end quote. The Xbox Series S is the, uh, quote, the smallest Xbox ever, end quote, said Microsoft. And you can get the full story over on Polygon. So <laughs> I just said, guy, this is the worst kept secret. We knew this was coming. We wondered what it would be. Would it be kind of like a, a streaming box? Would it be kind of a halfway step between the, the Xbox One X and the, the Xbox Series X? And we finally got our answer in that it seems to be an Xbox Series X for the most part. Aside from that, it's it's going to play be at a 1440p native resolution as opposed to uh, a native 4K. Um, I mean, what what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I'm more interested in your thoughts on this because obviously, as an Xbox game player, you're going to be picking up an Xbox console, and I wonder, are you, are you, has the Series S persuaded you to to go with that rather than the Series X? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um no, but it never was because we even when the links were there and you'd imagine it was always going to be the smaller version because why would you release a show a console and then go, here's an even bigger one? <laughs> um so no, it doesn't interest me because I play a lot of games, so I'd kind of want the full... I don't want to say a full, like... Well, let's say full fat version of next-gen. I'm not saying the The S is... I'll say dilute, diluted for want, want of a better uh, word. But it, it it's... It's the budget version, without, like, sounding like a twat. Um, it's... Because... The gaming's becoming more expensive, isn't it? We we know this. I mean, games are going up to £70. The consoles aren't changing too much from last gen, but that's because they have to try and outsell the other one. Um, but gaming prices are going up. Um, games are becoming more frequent. So I imagine that it's the biggest, it's the biggest business in entertainment, isn't it? So the fact that Xbox are releasing a console that is £250... Um, $299, that isn't optimised for 4K. Not everything's 4K. So people who <clears throat> aren't super gamers and don't really care about 4K, and not and people who aren't privileged as us, like if not everyone has a 4K TV, not everyone can afford a half a grand um, console. It, this 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 winter but at the same time it, it's it's easier to save up 250 quid than it is to save up 450 quid and justify that so i'm not trying to do a sob story or anything like that but say if you <clears throat> if you're poorer but you still want to treat your kids to christmas getting an xbox series s is a lot more obtainable than a series x or a ps5 will be i presume because you'd imagine the PS5 is going to be similar to the um, Series X. So I think it just makes sense. I think this is just one for the casuals and for people who can't justify spending half a pretty much half a grand on a console. So I think it has its place in, in the uh, Xbox uh, ecosystem. That's what I'm looking for. So I think, it, I think it just has its place because that's what we debated when the leaks first happened. We didn't know what the point was when, when we had the one s the one x and the series x so i think the fact that it's optimized for current gen televisions 
and and its price point, I'm starting to see the point of it more now. Whereas the X is for me and you, well, everyone, everyone in our WhatsApp group and stuff like that. Whereas the S is for people who can't justify the money and pretty much only play FIFA and Call of Duty and don't have like a sixty-inch eight-K-capable telly. <laughs> Yeah, no, I certainly get where you're you're coming from. There's a lot of value here, and I mean, uh, as you said, at three hundred dollars or two hundred and fifty pound, I mean that's a massive step. That it's almost half the price that both the Xbox Series X and the rumored price of the PlayStation Five. So that that's going to make a massive difference to to a lot of families, and, and particularly those that have been hit hard by you know what's effectively been a, a recession in 2020 thanks to a certain world health crisis. Mm. So uh, I think that this may catch a, a lot of eyes, and I mean even for someone like myself who you know I'm primarily a PlayStation gamer, I do own an Xbox One S. And initially, I planned to get an Xbox One X because, you know, the enhanced visuals and increased loading speed and and all that kind of stuff. And I I was very tempted. But then when it came to uh, one Black Friday, I remember looking at the deals and the Xbox One S was just a total steal. And it was about 200 quid cheaper Mm. than the Xbox One X. And I said, you know, why wouldn't I go with the the One S? Because I'm still probably going to primarily play games on my PlayStation 4. And that playstation 4 pro and that's exactly what's happened so you know i don't regret that at all and this could be a similar thing for myself that you know eventually when i decide i want an xbox new console you know the the fact that the series s is 200 quid cheaper and the only thing i'd be compromising on is the the visuals somewhat and you know i'm not really i you know obviously i can appreciate good visuals but you know, that's never been the driving thing for me as a, as a gamer. I mean, the, to be honest, as stupid as it sounds, I remember when looking at the Xbox One X, the, the thing that intrigued me most was the idea that I could put my Xbox copy of Morrowind in, which <laughs> a game that had like the most ridiculous loading times ever, and that it would load far, far faster. And like the, the Xbox Series S is going to have the, the same loading speeds as the Series X. I mean, they in the, I'm not sure if you watched the, the eight minute video Xbox released on the Series the, S. The Outer Worlds one. But exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The fact that I think it took 12 seconds to load on the Series S, whereas on the Xbox One S, it took 52 seconds. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the Xbox One X takes less than that. Mm-hmm. It's probably somewhere halfway, but the fact yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Series S is even going to be have faster load speeds than the Xbox One X is is really in, intriguing to me. And, you know, I, I haven't quite made my mind up as far as picking up one of the new Xbox consoles eventually. But w- when I do right now, based on what I know, I, I'd be very tempted by the Series S given that, that 200 quid price difference. Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, obviously... I mentioned I mentioned it in the previous news story. The launch titles for the new Xbox, barring a surprise, aren't going to be that good. Um, so in terms of long-term strategy, the Series S, I mean, it's starting off at £250, but give it a year when Halo's out, when, let's say, um, Hellblade 2's out, just for argument's sake. 
you kind of you might let's say Black Friday next year. It might be two hundred for a week or a weekend or whatever. Spending two hundred pound to get an to get an Xbox Series S next gen, and then you've got then you can get Game Pass for a, for a quid for a month. Um, you can play them games, and you can kind of justify spending two hundred pound on your second console, maybe even your third console if you play on Nintendo. If you if you're privileged like us, as mentioned with the the S, not not everyone can spend that. But if you're a gamer and you're intrigued by Hellblade two, by Halo, by Avowed in a few years, spending two hundred to two hundred fifty pound, depending on the price when you buy it, it it it's going to be great value. So I think long term, the S just ha- it has its place because when we do, I think it might have been either last show or the previous show we talked about Xbox getting rid of the One X and obviously the One's been dead for ages um but just getting rid of the one the the one x um and the s digital it, it just kind of cleans it up so whatever the price of the the, the the i'm glad they've sorted the name out eventually but the one s whatever that's going to be let's say that's 150 then you've got 250 for the series s um or 250 i should say and then 450 for the series x the the price points are quite clear there so i think you've got your entryway into the console say if you're buying for a young kid in the seat in the one uh, s then if you want to get next gen but don't want to spend half a grand you've got the series s and then if you you're a xbox gamer over a playstation gamer you've got the series x so I think it's it's trying to it's clearing the muddy waters that xbox has had for a while i think yeah, I think, I mean, uh, as you said, kind of on the, the front end of this discussion, it, things are a lot clearer on the Series S now that it's been revealed and, and we know the details. I mean, a lot of people were questioning its existence when it was simply a rumoured thing, but now I think it, it, it does make a lot more sense given the, the, the massive price difference. I mean, if it was only 100 quid less... There might be a more questions to be asked, um, considering what we know about the mm. PlayStation Five. But I think with that massive difference, um, I, I think it makes a lot more sense, and I think it's definitely something that that a lot of people are going to get behind now that the that it's clear what it is going to offer to them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how it sells because price point. Is obviously big um, on Christmas sales. I mean, if this is the hot property this Christmas, I mean, it'll be be a nice surprise. But I mean, I suppose we have to wait for the uh, the PlayStation and the PlayStation Digital um, Digital price to see how well it compares. Because I mean, if the PS Five Digital is only fifty quid more than the S, but it, it doesn't look as much of a bargain. But I think that would be Sony taking a very big hit. <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting to see how the PlayStation um, prices are affected by the uh, the S. Yeah, certainly. I'm, I mean, the the rumor I think for the PlayStation was um, four ninety nine and and mm. uh, dollars and three ninety nine dollars. Um, I think obviously in that case you'd be talking a hundred dollar difference between the series s and the the discless playstation 5 and although the the discless playstation 5 doesn't compromise on the hardware it's just no disc drive 
I don't think the the lay person is going to be aware of that. They're not going to see it that way, and they're going to be like, well, well, why would I buy my kid a, a PlayStation that's a hundred quid more? Mm. So I, I think I wonder will this kind of force Sony to to maybe even further will the discless suddenly be like even I know they they couldn't massively drop it, but could it be like three seven four nine nine or something like that? You know, even twenty five dollars less. Could could make a big difference in terms of how those prices are are um, visualized, you know. So it will be very interesting. I think you Sony have to reveal things soon because I think Microsoft has has kind of stolen the thunder in in terms of getting their pre-orders announced first and their release date. So I, I don't think it will be too long at all until Sony plays their hand, and I'll be interested to see what that hand contains. Yeah, I mean, wasn't there? Isn't there meant to be a Sony? Wasn't there a Sony event meant to be this week or is it next week? Um, I'm not too sure on I that. that I thought there was meant to be one last night. <laughs> I might have been drunk on that, but I think Sony said it was meant to be like more about VR and stuff. But, yeah. Anyway. yeah, so a major PS5 event expected next week, apparently. Right. So I. Guess we'll have another show. Yeah, in, in, uh, in on the go next week to cover that. So, be interested to see is that just going to be the details of the console and services and the like, or if maybe there's still a game or two to be revealed? Because obviously that state of play didn't give us too much in terms of new PlayStation Five stuff. No, it didn't. It didn't at all. It didn't at all. Um, last Xbox news. I mean, we, we've kind of pretty much. Dis- discussed the news that the X um, also got its release the, the, the uh, November 10th it is, we didn't mention it for the S but it's for the same for the X um, so yeah I mean Xbox Series X four, I was going to say £4.50 there I wish 450 quid. What, what do you reckon? Yeah I mean it's um, it, it's a it's a hefty price for a console, but at the same time, it's the expected price. I mean, it's not much different to what we would have paid for, um, for like for I would have paid for my PS4 Pro at, uh, in and around launch, and obviously the the Xbox One X was more expensive. I want to say was it or the same price? Same I think price. It was the same price, but wasn't the PlayStation four hundred and fifty dollar? I think so, yes. So yeah, I think the less, Xbox obviously. was but 50 we're, quid we're more. ballpark yeah. in and around the same. So it's it's no real surprise there. I mean, also in the, the story, and the one thing we, we haven't really covered yet there is that, that both consoles will be available through the Xbox All Access program, which is a subscription service that gets you a console and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, with the Series X being... $34.99 or £28.99 a month and the Series S at $24.99 sorry, I already said that, or £20.99 um, for the S obviously, so, and that, that service will now be available in 12 countries, including the UK Um, I mean that's an interesting way to approach getting your your new xbox console you know paying for it on a monthly basis and i suppose it isn't a in some form a more affordable way for for some people because 
you know, it's, let's face it, it's not easy to throw together four hundred fifty pound mm. or five hundred euro for a a new console. Um, whereas kind of paying for it, say twenty nine pound or thirty five euro a month, when you're already paying eleven pound or twelve euro, I think a month for Game Pass Ultimate already is is a it's a notable difference from the the month to month you know paycheck so it's a good option for people to have and i'm i'm sure a lot of people will consider that um because it's not your typical financing options you know there's not crazy interest attached or anything like that so um it's a nice option for people to have given the the hefty price of the the series x um i mean is that something at all that you, you would consider going? Yeah, I'm quite. I'm looking. I was quite looking at our access. I mean, I, I have saved up so I can just buy it if I want it to. But I think buying it monthly obviously help. I mean, if you want to get your credit score up or something like that, I'm sure it can help with that. Um, and yeah, I mean, getting it monthly. The only thing is, I already have Game Pass Ultimate, <laughs> so I. Mean, it, if it just packages it together, I think it was it, it's zero percent more or whatever the hell the word is, isn't it? So it, I mean, it's the same price. Um, I think. Um, so it is tempting. I just need I I just need to know a bit more about how it actually works. Like I think it's game over in the UK, and and Smiths, but we we figured out that Smiths is like only in four places in England, but it's all over Ireland. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a, it's a strange one, but no, I think I think I'll be interested. I just need to work out, um, like, can I get it delivered from game, or do I have to go pick it up from game? Um, how how does it work, etc. So I'll do a bit more research into it when the pre-orders actually come out. But um, yeah, it, it it's very interesting. But I think it's just it's just something that's um, it's just helpful to the consumer, isn't it? I think that's kind of the Xbox has failed on or Xbox One failed on the actual game thing, but with that failure came the better services, you'd probably say, than PlayStation, but PlayStation can do what they want, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think that's kind of where Xbox has kind of tried to get their niches with different services. But, it, I mean, it's the same as a phone contract, isn't it, really? So it's not that surprising. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it, it makes sense, um, and it, as, as we... Kind of the theme of this is kind of helping the consumer, especially in in twenty twenty. So spending um, either twenty one pound or twenty nine pound a month. Um, yeah, I, I I I see the point of it. It wouldn't surprise me if PlayStation do the same because it just it just makes sense, doesn't it? Really. Yeah, I do. I just, uh, as you said, you, you kind of need more information. I, I wonder kind of how long is it for? Because I mean, doing the math there. If you paid that for the Series S, you'd have like is it two years possibly? I think it's two. To, yeah, to pay off the console, years, yeah. yeah, and then you just start paying the normal Game Pass. Although, if something like that, I mean, it's it's certainly. Uh, to, I mean, if it's available here, I might even look into it myself for a Series S and kind of get it at launch mm. alongside a PlayStation Five. So we'll just just. It's something I'll definitely have to read up on myself. Yeah, if, but I mean, it, if you, if you drop if you drop four hundred and fifty on a PlayStation and twenty one quid a month for a 
for an Xbox. I mean, it's a way to get both of them, isn't it? I mean, if Play if PlayStation announced it, I'd, I'd maybe do the same. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it is a nice option if you're you're looking at both consoles. I mean, because as you said, gaming isn't cheap uh, these days, and especially if you're you're multi-platform like ourselves. I mean, something we missed in the the past months where we haven't been recording is obviously the the. Uh, it's technically a rumor because we know how tight-lipped Nintendo are, but I, I think you can pretty much take it as fact that there's a new Switch, I think a 4K-capable Switch, coming out next holiday season. So, you know, if if there's a massively increased battery life on that, I, I'll be very tempted by that for my Switch. So, I mean, when you're trying to keep up with all three consoles, it's it's definitely an expensive hobby. So options like these are, are always nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's uh, as I said, just one for the consumer. But uh, if they advertise it more, because I think it came out. Uh, did it come out when the X came out? I think. I think I'm right in saying that. Um, so it's not too old of a service. So if you can go big on it on the launch, it'll probably help. Because uh, as you say, when parents are looking at consoles to buy, it's like I can just pay twenty nine quid a month for this. Um, then. Rather than just go four fifty, um. So yeah, it just helps people. Um. I mean that that's it for the Xbox news. I mean, anything to add before we move on to the Ubisoft event in in air quotes? <laughs> no, um. I mean, uh, I think we we well covered it there. You know, it should just be interesting to see. Kind of obviously, they, those launches are are two months out, so. Will we we see much more said before then? I mean, our our Microsoft gonna announce may maybe have another game event before then, and and then you know obviously we knew that there there um some of the other studios were we're not sure what they are working on yet. So could could we see something there? It wouldn't surprise me at all to see maybe an event in October, possibly a, mm. a month out. Kind of to hype things up further. I mean, they they did say there would be further events. Yeah, the, on, so, on the uh, release on the tweet for the yes, I said there'll be an event soon or more news soon or something like that. So, yeah, yeah so that wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, as you alluded to, that the, the the launch library isn't the best. I don't think that's going to change between now and then. But at least hyping people up for twenty twenty one and what games we can expect then and beyond. Um, could could help them out a lot. So I, I think that's the next thing that that Microsoft need to do then is, is try and sell us more so on their on their games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only surprise I could see is maybe um, Flight Simulator ends up being launched, but I, I don't know what the console version of that looks like at the minute. So yeah, but any, anyway, let's let's move on to the Ubisoft event. And when when that event eventually happens, we can uh, speculate on so I mean. Ubisoft event. Um, we finally got to see Not God of Monsters. Yeah. Um, renamed to Immortal Phoenix Rising. Um, that's quite an interesting title. It's mm. very out there. Yeah, it's uh, like it's it's less forgettable than Gods and Monsters. You know, Gods and Monsters mm. is quite generic, and I'm sure there's multiple games with somewhat similar names. Um, and it's it's launching third of December, which is is interesting because I mean we we had been a little concerned about 
stories of this game receiving somewhat of a reboot and, and how far out would that make it? Because let's not forget this game was supposed to come out earlier this year. Um, but it looks like it, the release hasn't been too badly affected. I mean, what, what did you think of this one, Guy, when you, you watched its reveal yesterday, or re-reveal, more accurately? Zelda. <laughs> uh, it looked like Zelda Breath of the Wild, um, but more arcadey. Yeah, let's, let's, let's roll with that. Yeah, I mean, it looked like that. It looked like that style of game, didn't it? even the open world, even the art style um, to a certain degree. Um, obviously, different settings where uh, fantasy compared to ancient Greece, which is kind of fantasy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's probably not my cup of tea because I've never really, I've never, I'd never played Breath of the Wild. Um, I'd probably give it a go and I'd probably enjoy it, but to drop what would probably presumably 70 quid on it. Mm, maybe not straight away, but Ubisoft has a sale every week, so it'll be cheap eventually. <laughs> um, I could see myself buying it like if there's a lull period, um, maybe next summer or something like that, possibly. But not my cup of tea, but I mean, I, I forwarded it straight on to my mate who was a big Breath of the Wild fan, and he he, he literally messaged me just at the start of the pod, said, yeah, that, look, that looks like my my thing. So if, if you like Breath of the Wild, I can see people enjoying that. So, yeah, not for me, but I see the appeal. Yeah, certainly. Um, I mean, for me, my thought was, like, just Assassin's Creed Odyssey, but like with the mythological stuff turned up to 11 and kind of more kid-friendly graphics. I yeah. mean, it, it, I think it's obviously it's coming from that team, so that comparison isn't at all surprising. Um, it's a funny one, like I loved odyssey um i'm actually intending to play it later today to finally finish that last dlc so i can chalk it off after what feels like 300 hours of play um but at the same time i i don't know um i mean i'm not saying this game looks bad but it's just not really catching my interest i i think it's one that i've just got to wait and see kind of how it's received and, mm. and people who play it what what they say um, I, I think that could obviously make a difference if it gets great reviews. Because, I mean, I, I think Assassin's Creed had kind of fallen off my radar and then just, like, the the reception that both Origins and, and Odyssey received kind of brought me back in. So um, that, that could certainly change. Um, but for now, I'm uh, with this one, I, I think I'm just kind of observing so you know, I'll, I'll see what happens on in December when it launches. And what, what do you the, what do you make of December? It's a bit of a strange window, isn't it? Yeah, it it is. I, I suppose it, it probably. I'm not. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't kind of delay it to maybe early next year. But I suppose hmm. they do have other games, you know, that we'll get to that are coming out yeah. in those windows. We already know about Far Cry six uh so maybe that you know at the, and at the same time they don't want to clash with a lot of the bigger kind of games coming out in october november at the new you know at, at the new 
console yeah. launch, yeah, yeah. you know, especially Assassin's Creed as well. They want they, their own game. They won't want to self-cannibalize. So maybe they just felt that December was literally the only month in which this game could slot mm. in because it, it couldn't come earlier. It couldn't come later because it, they didn't want to get quashed by bigger titles. Um, that's the only logical explanation I can think of. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on the date? Well, it's strange, but I mean, you, what you said there does make sense. I mean, Watch Dogs and Assassin's Creed, I think they're in two weeks within each other, maybe three weeks. Um, but I, I, I worked out, I can't remember if I put it. Not, the only group I might have put not put it in was my <laughs> in our group. I put a list of games coming out. It was like Watch Dogs is uh, it's either the twenty seventh or the 29th um, of October. Uh, Assassin's Creed's the seventeenth of November, and then Cyberpunk's the nineteenth. A game like um, Immortals uh, Phoenix, right? It's it's not it's not going to compete with them because. Albeit I compared it to Zelda Breath of the Wild, it, it doesn't have the pull of Zelda Breath of the Wild because it's not a Zelda game. Um, so yeah, it's it makes sense. I think maybe January would have been a better spell, but at the same time, as you mentioned, they've got um, uh, Far Cry coming out, coming out then, which is maybe not Ubisoft's biggest title, because you'd probably say that's... Uh, um, that's um, Assassin's Creed and that and Far Cry normally comes out in late does uh, late winter early spring doesn't it? So it kind of makes sense, but December tends to be I don't know. I think the only other game I can remember coming out in December is like Just Cause. <laughs> so maybe it doesn't spell optimism for me because December's kind of a nothing period in games. But yeah. It's uh, it's a strange one, but it's, it's probably more out of necessity because wasn't it was it March or May it was originally meant to come out in? Yeah, it was early this year. Um, I think March. So I mean, it, it's mm. it, it, like I think Ubisoft have gotten themselves in a position where a lot of games, both publicly and I, I would speculate privately have been delayed some some have gotten caught in developmental hell you know obviously i think beyond good and evil 2 has gone completely quiet and i think particularly with the, the trouble that's <laughs> yeah. arisen over certain kind of senior staff on that team so I, I don't know when the hell we'll ever see that game but that that's maybe the the most extreme of examples mm. but you know, we, we've seen it happen, obviously, with Gods and Monsters now coming back as Immortal Phoenix Rising. We've seen it. It's happening with Skull and Bones, which is apparently being reworked Don't. somewhat. Don't. I'm, I'm still sad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just think they've probably backed themselves into a corner. And I think we might see a lot of, you know, we're going to probably see a lot of releases from Ubisoft in the space of a few months. I mean, we already know a lot are coming. And I think there's going to be more probably piled on top of those, and a lot some might launch in very strange windows. But I, I just think it's inevitable now because they have to get these games out the door. Yeah, yeah, it's just uh, it, it's 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 obviously horrendous what COVID's done. But if you obviously ignore people dying and stuff, I mean, on the game market, it's kind of screwed everyone's normality not just the game it obviously everyone's normal life but it's like so many games have been affected like 
uh, Cyberpunk obviously got put back. Last of Us got put back. Everything like everything in this industry has been put back. Maybe not not as badly as say the film industry. So you know, I think Tenant Tenants or how you pronounce it. That that's like the first film that's came out in ages. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's strange how it's affected it, but yeah. Um, I'll just wait to see what my mate says on on the on the Phoenix, on the Mortals. Christ, I don't. I'm not sure about the name. <laughs> I think I would have preferred <laughs> Gods and Monsters, <laughs> um, but I suppose if they're trying to make a character um, IP out of it, it makes sense. I suppose. Um, I can't remember what else was on it. What's it called? What was that bike thing called <laughs> at the end? So. Well, the the next game discussed, um, which I think feeds well in in terms of our speculations on delays and strange release windows, is Prince of Persia: The Sand of Time remake, um, which is being done by Ubisoft Pune. And I, as far as I'm aware, this has only been announced for PlayStation Four and Xbox One, even though the new consoles will be out by the time of its release date the 21st of January 2021 and I'm wondering you know maybe it's just pure speculation on my part but was this a game that was supposed to come out much earlier as well I'm sure it'll be it'll play on those consoles the newer consoles anyway but I mean it doesn't look like it's been native it was natively developed for them so I'm, I'm curious to, to think I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that guy. Like, do you, do you feel this is a game that was potentially delayed as well, but one that was kept secret, fortunately for Ubisoft? Prince of Persia, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I was reading something. <laughs> I was frantically looking for the docs thing because I I thought I missed the you put in the order thing, and it was me being stupid. Um, I was listening. Uh, but yeah, Prince of Persia, I mean... That was strange. I was thinking that when I was watching it, I was like, because it got leaked ahead of the show, so I was kind of only half ass listening because I didn't really care. Um, but yeah, it was just, when it said current gen only, it, it was a bit strange because if you wanted to leave it open ended like that, you'd probably just say it's coming to Xbox and PlayStation, but they definitely said Xbox One and PlayStation 4. So maybe they're trying to sell it as like two versions of it because other games are doing that like i think nba is doing that isn't it whereas instead of getting the um the free upgrade that smart delivery and whatever playstation are going to call it it's probably probably just call it an upgrade um yeah maybe it's not ready for next gen and maybe they're going to repackage it with I don't know, maybe the, the they are making another Prince of Persia game and they release it as part of that or something like that. I'm not sure, but it was very definitive. It was only current gen, wasn't it? It was very strange. Yeah, it was certainly a, a strange, strange one. Um, and it does, as I said, my personal speculation on the matter would be that this game was supposed to come out a lot earlier, you know, maybe earlier this year, maybe even last year. Mm. Um, it's been rumoured. It's, it's been rumoured a long time. <laughs> it's certainly that, that there has been, um, you know, uh, and I always wondered whether that was solid rumours or just kind of uh, wishful rumours because a lot of people are fans of this game and I, I myself enjoyed playing the, the ones back on the 
the PS2, uh, the the Sand of Time and um, its sequels. Um, and I know friends of mine that were really into the series, so they'll be very excited at this this um, this remake. And I, I'm sure, like I, I feel. As a project itself, it's a it's a no brainer. I'm sure it's going to sell pretty well given the the popularity of the series and how hungry people are for the series to come back. And maybe it could lead to a a, a whole new game in the future, um, which would be pr- pretty cool to see a, a notable series make a full return. Um, but nonetheless, I just can't help think that that the game has been delayed. And people might say, well, what difference does it make? And I suppose it doesn't if you're you're looking forward to the game. If it's a game for you, you're still going to play it. But it just seems to me more evidence that, that things have been a little messy at Ubisoft in, in the mm. past couple of years. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what do you... I mean, 21st of July and they only mentioned current gen. It's a bit strange to release it again, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, January is similar to December. Not as strange as December, but it's it's probably the next strangest month for games to launch. Well, alongside the summer months anyway, you know, kind of June and July is fairly rare as well. Um, it, it's, a, it's a strange one. As I said, it's another one that I would just speculate that's just been kind of penciled in there just to get it out because mm. it has to get out there, you know? Yeah, I mean, what what, what do you... I, it's not an IP I'm um, I've played to be honest. I think mean, I was uh, chatting to a couple of my mates last night, and this pretty much said it was when you were young. <laughs> so that that's what I got. That's what I got told. So I mean, it is it like a precursor to what Assassin's Creed became? That's kind of what I little I've seen of Prince of Persia games. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously. Prince Persia way, way, way back when was like a, a computer game and it was kind of a side-scrolling puzzler platformer. Um, the series got rebooted by Ubisoft then in the, the early noughties as a, a, a 3D 
action adventure platformer and it was very much similar to Assassin's Creed, kind of similar combat, similar kind of parkour, kind of climbing walls, jumping platforms, that kind of thing. Um, originally, Assassin's Creed was actually supposed to be a spin-off of Prince of Persia. I think it was supposed oh. to be like Prince of Persia Assassins or something, right. if I recall rightly. Um, so it is, it's very, if, it, you know, for, if obviously you've played Assassin's Creed, you're going to be mm-hmm. familiar with it. But it's it's a bit more linear, a bit more self-contained. It's right. not really an open world title. Um, it's It's more kind of self-contained. Uh, more of a contained game world. Which which, um, I, which IP had the better film though? I've G- never G- seen either. <laughs> you haven't seen the Assassin's <laughs> either, but I imagine both shit. I've not seen the Prince of Persia film, but the Assassin's Creed film's pretty shit. <laughs> um, yeah. If anyone has opinions on the films, do do feel free to tweet me because I'm genuinely interested. <laughs> what I mean, Fastbender and Jake Gyllenhaal. It's uh Interesting casting, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. I mean, w- would you like to see it come back, or or would you not think it'd have a place with Assassin's Creed becoming it? But I suppose with Assassin's Creed becoming pretty much big ass RPGs, Prince of Persia go back to being that linear parkour stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I think I mean that's long been the the supposed word on why. Um, Ubisoft let the the series go dormant was because they they didn't think it made sense to have the two games competing. Um, but what I would say on that is, I mean, I, I think they're different enough now. You know, you like Assassin's yeah. Creed has become this this open world action RPG. Is that probably the, the 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 best way to describe it? Whereas you know, it, as I said. Prince of Persia is very much kind of a, a contained 3D action adventure title. So, I mean, I, I think they're different enough. Uh, there are certainly some similarities, but, you know, in, in, in that there are similarities. I mean, it, it'd be nice, you know, we've gotten to the point now where Assassin's Creed isn't annual. It's kind of biannual. Mm. So maybe you could have a, a, a Prince of Persia game on alternating years with Assassin's Creed, which I think would be a nice way of doing things, and it, you know they're different enough, but similar enough that I, I think that's a, a kind of release schedule that that could work for them. Yeah, it certainly makes sense. It certainly makes sense. Maybe not as like the November big release every every other year, but maybe it could fill that Far Cry spring spot um, on the year that Assassin's Creed isn't. Um, so it may it makes sense. I probably wouldn't play it myself unless it looked hella impressive um it's always tough getting into new ip but i suppose stuff like tomb raider did it um so maybe maybe um should should we just skip the hyperscape stuff <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think we can really say anything yeah. you know I've hyperscape it. hype trailer hyperscape listing of, of new modes that was pretty much it and as someone who doesn't play hyperscape mm. i pretty much looked away if i'm honest this was another hype trailer after the 20 minute hype trailer on the, <laughs> on the last ubisoft forward of it oh dearie me yeah i mean i've i played it i did like three games on it it 
it feels the battle royale circuit is very seasoned. Um, Fortnite's been around for a billion years. COD's been around not too. The COD's not been around too long, but it's COD. Um, and PUBG. I mean, PUBG's pretty much dead. Um, but that's been around a million years as well. So entering this market with a game that doesn't feel as polished as other ones, it's just tough. I mean, it's just tough. And I forgot about Apex, which is probably up there with my favourite. Um, which Apex came in and kind of felt a bit more polished, um, and that's kind of developed. So I just I found it strange that Ubisoft made made a Battle Royale. Maybe it's doing better than that, better than I think, but I've already spoke too much on Hyperscape. Um, meh. Uh, Rainbow Six. Um... Again, probably a quick one. The the releasing uh, the updated version that uh, for next gen, and I think what did they say, hundred twenty frames. Um, if you like Rainbow Six Siege, which I do, um, I'll I'll eventually play it because if it's a game that they really do have, pretty much a unlimited life um, length on it. I'll always eventually go back on Rainbow Six Siege, so that that that's happy news for me. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's it's such a popular title. Not not so long ago, as they touched on in in this presentation, you know, they they um, promised ten years of of service at least. They're just about to hit the halfway point there. I mean, so it's it's we knew all along it was coming to to next gen. Um, it's it's cool to know that that's happening imminently, um, and the 120 frames per second is a is a nice touch. Um, my for me the most notable thing about this was the um, the kind of trailer, the, the animated trailer, kind of to to announce uh, Sam Fisher being added in as as an operative full time. And I just think, I don't know whether Ubisoft are doing it on purpose at this point, but it just feels they're taking the mick entirely when it comes to, to announcing a new Splinter Cell game. I mean, it's not so long ago I was reading that uh, supposedly the Italian voice actor for Sam Fisher has said that, you know, he's recorded all his lines for a new game and that he thinks it'll it'll be out soon. But yeah, we still heard nothing about this new Splinter Cell. And as a, a fan of the Splinter Cell series, it's it's kind of quite frustrating that we're seeing Sam Fisher pop up everywhere but in a new Splinter Cell game. So. Next, next November. But let's go. Let's go. I'll do, let's do Splint, <laughs> Splinter Cell bingo. I'll go next November. Okay. You go. You go. Uh, Never. <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the... At the at, this time, despite all the the rumors that would make you think it's inevitable, I just I just have no clue why it hasn't been announced <laughs> yet. And you know, maybe it could be because of what we've just been talking about about just how many games they've ended up with mm. in such a short period that they just feel well, we kind of wouldn't be a good idea to pull another game into that congested. You know, possibly that's that's it, and maybe they're just holding on to Splinter Cell for a few extra months. Hopefully that's the case, but you know, enough is enough. You know, I feel like Ubisoft either show us Splinter Cell or stop stop torturing us with Sam in other games. Do you reckon he ends up in an Assassin's Creed game eventually? 
<laughs> when they do a modern Assassin's Creed game, is it going to be some fish or somewhere? Possibly, or, or like an armor or something that looks <laughs> like Splinter Cell gear, you know, one of those. Oh, God, that's definitely happening. Yeah, yeah, there'll be a Splinter Cell game one, one of these years. It'll just be a remake of one of them, but you know. Um, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World game. I mean, I love the film. Um... I knew it was off a comic book um, and game thing, but yeah, again, not my cup of tea, but if if it's your thing, it's your damn thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's a cult classic. Um, people have been asking it for a long time. And there was kind of a weird exchange on Twitter only last month where the original creator of the comic was talking about how the game there's been no word on the game being remade and if if ubisoft are doing it it's without the involvement of him or the actual developers um which was pretty crazy to think but then obviously he seemed to he teased the announcement ahead of yesterday and then he kind of afterwards made a, a joke about people getting out of his living room now that the game's been announced so I'm sure Ubisoft made good with him and the developer based on that and, and they're they're likely involved um in some way. But I mean for the people who are fans of this game, it's it's only good news. And you know, I, I kinda wanted to, to try it myself way back when but never got around to it. So I, I may well give it a go this time myself. It can be fun to, to, to play a beat 'em up with a friend, so may well give this one a go. It did kind of make me want to watch the film, I won't lie. <laughs> um, oh, I watched it recently when oh, I got added to, to Netflix. Yeah, it's still, it holds up well. It's great, it is, great it's movie. good. I think I watched it like last year, so it's good. It's a good film. Um, again, can we just skip Watch Dogs Legion? I mean, what what was the announcement? It was like Stormzy. Stormzy. Yeah. Stormzy is in the game, yeah. and a mission linked to Stormzy. And then other than that, we just got, what, Seems like a trailer I've probably seen before. I've seen so many trailers I, for this game, but this probably I was all melded into one trailer. After I saw Storms, he was like, okay, that's cool. I, I was not paying attention. Because um, I think I was eating my dinner. Um, it, it just... I would literally listen to the trailer, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I've watched this three times. <laughs> uh, just... what was I... He's like, this it's a football hooligan. Don't pick a fat guy to go on a stealthy mission. It's like, okay, I probably wasn't gonna. <laughs> um, I mean, this game still looks very interesting to me. And um, Aiden Pierce or whatever he's called, the the Watchdogs one guy, is obviously in the first one of uh, in this one, I should say. Um, maybe showing too much is a bad thing. It's not going to affect my interest in it, but stop showing us the same trailer. <laughs> That's it, yeah. I mean, whatever about the Stormzy thing, and um, obviously announcing that, that Aiden would be in the game as well, because pe- people had wanted that. It's a nice little tie-in to, to the original game. That's that's all well and good, but we we don't need more of these trailers and more kind of. You can recruit this character, you can recruit that character. We get the, that these, there is a shit ton of characters in the, this game. These things can be done in a t- anymore, These people. things can be done in a tweet. We don't need an event. <laughs> yeah. 
it, it's just very sure. I mean, it's uh, the only thing about Watch Dogs is it comes out of that awkward time, whereas do I wait for Next Gen or not? And I probably will. But it will be after Cyberpunk and Assassin's Creed, so that will be a sale buy, I reckon, in New Year. Um, Riders Republic, again, I, as soon as I saw bikes, I was like, I thought it was going to be the crew at first, and I was ready to turn it off. Um, but I, what what is this? What what is this game? I thought it was a new Trials game. Um, I did. I did for a bit. Then and then yeah, there was like snowboard or <laughs> something. Um, it, it seems to be like an extreme sports game. Um, which you know in this era where we're getting like seven hundred skateboarding games, mm. at least this doesn't seem to have skateboarding. It seems to be like BMX and um snowboards. Mm. Um, so it's supposedly very much multiplayer focus. We know Ubisoft often likes to kind of experiment in this area. Sure. They had like a roller derby game. Not so long ago. Oh, um, still hasn't come out. I'm fuming. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, it's, it's probably not one for me, but I'm sure it is one that will interest a lot of people. Um, it's, I think it's our 25th of February next next year mm. so yet another game jam-packed into this you know what what seems like gonna it's it's gonna be like four months or f- well f- five months of just non-stop ubisoft releases uh starting with, with watchdogs in, in october so i mean it, it's it's interesting and it's nice what i will you know even though it's not particularly a game for me i mean Ubisoft are known as as releasing a lot of Ubisoft games and you know with with that generally being like an open world tick box game um you know outside of obviously their their shooters like Rainbow Six on top um but it, I think between this and obviously um Scott Pilgrim now I know that's a re-release of a previous game and, and similar with Prince of Persia the remake um it's nice that they're offering some titles that step outside that and then and they do as i said they like to experiment here or there they, they did it with like steep they did it with mm. uh the the roller derby game which i, I can't recall what it's called either can i um, <laughs> so they they usually have like one game a year or, or one game every couple of years that that does step out from the norm but i mean it's nice that there's what i can say about this showcase was it was diverse for a Ubisoft showcase, it was, it was definitely diverse in terms of uh, the kind of games that were on offer. Yeah, I was trying to think of uh, what Steep was called before you said it. There um, is is that what this is? It's just the next evolution of Steep. I'm not sure how well Steep did, but it was always one of them games that I thought if I saw it for ten quid, which I probably have since then, I'd probably buy it and play it. It's it, it looks like it'll fall into that category, but if it's multiplayer and you can kind of just absolutely pretty much piss about with it, I could see the I could see the allure, but I mean if it's gonna be a full seventy quid a game, which it probably will be if it's coming out next year and next gen. Eh meh Meh That's what I that's what I got. Like I think we mentioned the fact that it's pretty much a non event. Finishing on this kind of confirmed that. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, it, it's I'd, I'd, I'd echo what you said there. To to be honest, I mean, it, it wasn't. Uh, I do question some more. I mean, we talked about it when we watched the first Ubisoft forward on. You know, was this the way to go? Breaking up their announcements into to smaller tidbits rather than having that one blowout kind of hour and a half event E3 time. But now I'm wondering if maybe they'd combine these two forwards into to one event. Would that have been possibly preferable to, you know, kind of with the, the two smaller mm. parts combined to, to, to make something special? You know, I, I'm I'm not too sure on that um but i just i i don't know i i just feel i often come out of these uh, both of these ubisoft forwards just just feeling i wanted that little bit more you know maybe if there'd been that one more big announcement that would have made it all worth it and maybe that's just because i'm dying for the announced splinter cell i don't know <laughs> but if Skull and Bones was on that, I'd be happy. <laughs> I won't or lie. that, yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah, be the, happy the if re, that was a... Kind of yeah. the re, re-reveal of, of Skull and Bones would be nice as well, but it just seemed to be to be missing that. That's something for me, for whatever reason. Yeah, I think you're right. If they did, if they did both, which might have not been possible, but if you had an event which had... Um, Christ, what was the big game at the last one? <laughs> uh, so if you had Far Cry Immortal, yeah, Far Cry I think was the biggest thing. Yeah, the, the last one. Yeah, was it? oh, it was Watch Dogs. Uh, if there was a watch, if they combined the both the Watch Dogs things, Immortals, um, that bike game, <laughs> I have closed my phone and I can't remember the name. Riders Republic, of course, Riders I re- Republic, of course yeah. I remember what it's called. <laughs> um, <laughs> It would have been a good one event. Maybe it would have been hard to slim down it into a, into an hour, but as you say, maybe an hour and a half. It, it probably would have made more sense, but maybe... Um, I keep tempting to call it Gods and Monsters. If Immortals wasn't ready to be shown properly, maybe, maybe this makes more sense, but it, it seems like there was a lot of wasted time there um, to kind of fill it into... It was only, like what was it, 45 minutes to an hour, was it? Um, yeah. Right yeah. Now. It just seems like there was a... A lot of emptiness there. Um, but yeah, fair enough. It gives us something to talk about. Um, Carl, this might be our shortest show ever. We haven't talked about what we've been playing yet. I was coming to that. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, never know, we could, we could yeah. go down a, a nice tangent. Well, it is quite possible because I've been playing Marvel Avengers. <laughs> uh, I got it. I got it. I got it, Carl. And do you want to know what it is? I, I want to know. I'm very intrigued by this. It's Anthem with a Marvel skin. <laughs> oh, it, it, so our worst fears <laughs> realised. I say that like it. Well, it's bad. It, it is a bad thing. But I liked Anthem, <laughs> and I'm enjoying this. It's just it's 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 a game from 2006, though. Like the loading screens are on. Fucking bearable. Like, there's a two-minute loading screen every time you do anything. It's so bad. Uh, but once you get into the game, it's very formulaic. Like, every mission has the same room. You have to kill these four turbines. Uh, it's, it's very formulaic, and... 
I genuinely think Anthem might have had more uh, variety in it because you're not tied to a character, if you get what I mean. Like, you're obviously in a class type on Anthem, but on this, like, if I'm playing four, you're doing the same moves. Obviously, there's six characters, so there's more variety in that, but when you're playing as a character, there's... I don't know, you... It just kind of limits yourself to what you can do. Like, it's a fun game, but I wouldn't go as far as saying it's a good game and I would not recommend anyone buying it. But I, I've I've done the deed for the sake of the podcast, Carl, and I bought it. Don't buy it. It's fun, <laughs> but Christ almighty, I paid 60 quid for that. And then I noticed it was 45 quid on CD keys, CD keys straight after. Um, so if you are desperate, get it off CD keys. Don't be stupid, like me. Um... It's fun, but it's bad. That's how I'd that's how I'd summarize that. Yeah, no, I was I was intrigued to kind of see how it, it would be um, kind of picked up by people. Um, I did have low expectations. I won't mm. lie. Maybe that's um, why um, I think it's fun. <laughs> so I thought it would be absolutely dog shit. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I keep interrupting you. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, I uh, that 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 could be it. You know, if you expect the worst, and then what little you get will will be okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it it, it just I hadn't even really uh, thought about getting any any new games recently, so I hadn't even contemplated getting Avengers. And now, obviously, with kind of hearing what you've had to say and, and little bits I've, I've heard about it on, on social media. I'm, I'm probably not in, in much of a risk or a, a rush to do so. Maybe if it if it receives kind of a, a hefty price drop, mm. as often those kind of games do quickly if they don't sell well. We've <laughs> yeah, seen it with yeah. The Division 2. We've seen it with Anthem. I, th- I think I got Anthem for five euros. So. There you go. Um, it's worth five. You know, it's worth five quid. <laughs> yeah, so if that happens, um we 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 may well I may well pick it up. I mean there's there's other games that have come out recently that I would be in more of a, a, a hurry to get, like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and, and mm. two and, and Kingdoms of Amalur Re Reckoning. Um I you know very tempted to pick up those two games mm. very soon. Um but I think I think Avengers will have to get a bit of a, a bit of a price drop before I, I consider it picking it up personally um based on, on the reception i think it, it has like a 68 on metacritic at the moment um so that's not <laughs> that's, that's just very the min- good. that's the amount of minutes in a loading screen <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, possibly dude. have, have you, you been playing sorry sorry i keep speaking was... of you uh, no worries at all. Uh, no, what I was going to ask is, uh, have you been play, playing anything else? Any, anything that you would uh, rate a, a little bit more highly, perhaps? Um, still taking over with Overwatch. Uh, I say that as I, I'm watching people play Overwatch in the background. I may be addicted. Um, yeah, it, it's still the same game it was. They, they keep updating it. They try, I think they're trying to get the balances ready um, for the sequel, which was meant to be this year, but I think... Uh, BlizzCon is June, not June, January now. Um, so maybe we'll get more news on that in the, in the new year. Um, so yeah, they they keep updating 
Overwatch. So I'm pretty much playing that. I've played the odd game of COD, which I'm shit at. And it pisses me off. Uh, because I used to be good at Call of Duty. <laughs> I don't like being bad at it. Um, so yeah, I mean, Overwatch. On that, my mate's in bronze. If you know what that means, it, it's really funny. Because he gets angry. Whereas I'm not in bronze. Um, so yeah, they're, they're my main two games. Um... I did have a star. I, I don't know if it was on the last pod. Uh, it might have been in between that. I had a bit of a Stardew Valley sesh because <laughs> I my mate asked me about it, uh, and then he bought it, and then I barely spoke to him because he was playing Stardew Valley for too much. Um, so yeah, that kind of made me go back on Stardew for a bit. Um, that that game is that is one of the best games of this gen, and it it really shouldn't be, but it is. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much what I've been playing in the month or so. We haven't we haven't done one. What, what have you been? Have you played anything? Um, not much myself. Um, outside kind of some some multiplayer games and playing some some FIFA twenty that doesn't really warrant any discussion. But Fall Guys, I think I think Fall Guys has um been an ever present. It's it's nice and easy game to jump into with your mates and and get some some games going and they've improved the servers which is nice because the first week or so bit of a, a, a frustrating um prospect let's say when you're playing with a couple of friends and they get in a game and you don't and then they have to drop back to get you back in and then suddenly one of them doesn't get in and or it crashes when you're all loading into the game and you have to dashboard and go back in that Happy to say a lot of that has been resolved. And I think that was inevitable when you have like kind of a smaller title having such a massive influx of players. Um, so it's nice now that they've sorted it, but that's that's still fun. It hasn't, uh, it, the fun hasn't worn out yet and I, I don't foresee it doing so anytime soon. Um, but outside that, I haven't played much of late. As I said, I'm, I'm hoping to play a bit of Odyssey this evening, hopefully finally tidy that up and then i might actually start horizon zero dawn over the weekend which is something i've i kept putting off so um possibly i'll I'll have a a, an opinion on on uh, horizon um next week if if we're going to be recording again to cover that uh playstation showcase that's heavily rumored Mm. well maybe we get to see more of the sequel to that game then um but yeah it'll be interesting uh i i I've kind of tempted. I need to go play fucking Ghost of Tsushima, but I barely did that. Barely played that. Oh, oh, funny you said that. I did. That is something else. I did get to play Ghost of Tsushima mm. at my brother's. Um, oh. And I I really enjoyed what I played. And, and it's definitely a game. I already kind of intended to pick it up eventually, but I, mm. I think um, maybe when I clear a couple of games that I intend to play, such as Horizon, I, I might well pick it up. Particularly, you know, we're not, it's September now, we're not that far off from Black Friday. So if it gets like a nice discount, then I, I could certainly pick it up because it's a, it's a very, very enjoyable game. I mean, like absolutely visual. I love the visuals in, in that game. Like it's, mm. it's crazy good. I, I'm not a big fan of the lack of a lock on. And that did frustrate me at times <laughs> when I was playing that I couldn't lock on to enemies. Like one might slightly go out of if my camera swung and trying to hit them could be a bit annoying. But I mean, otherwise, it's it's a great game in, in all aspects. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Stu's finished it. Um, who's been on here before? Um, 
and obviously now WhatsApp groups and stuff like that. He he, he said he, he loved it. So, yeah, I need, I need to get back on it when I stop playing games that aren't that good. <laughs> and they're like four-year-old in Overwatch's case, I think. Um, so, yeah, I'll eventually play it. Uh, but I probably said that about Horizon as well. <laughs> so I might be a liar. Um, but, yeah, I mean, hopefully next week... PlayStation will have some big announcements. Maybe not the price, because at, at this stage, I think Sony are just going to announce it the day before. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. But, yeah, hopefully we're back next week. If not, um, we'll just probably be waiting for the next event. If not, we'll have to think up of a topic. Um, I'm not sure. What, what what could be the next game we review, Carl? You need to buy Avengers, and we'll do our first bad review. <laughs> yeah. Um, at this point, um, I mean, I, I suppose quite possibly Cyberpunk. True. Given the, the releases that are coming. True, true. Maybe. I mean, that's the thing. with When games come out, we can, we can finish Cyberpunk, we can finish Assassin's Creed, and then we can review them. But it probably that's probably 200-hour-plus games. <laughs> well, Assassin's Creed claims to be a lot shorter than the uh, other ones, that's... which would be good because I, I think I, I, <laughs> as much as I enjoyed Odyssey, um, it was probably about 100 hours too long. So. I will not say the, the DLC. I will not say the same about Cyberpunk because I will enjoy every hour of that game. Um, but that's it. We'll finish up. Again, this is definitely our shortest podcast at an hour and 20. Good God, uh, I would be I'd be getting sacked if all my football ones were an hour and twenty. Um, but yes, it's uh, it's it it's been good. Um, so yeah, thank you, Carl. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, hopefully, we're back next week, as we say, if, if Sony do their thing. Um, goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.